So I'm recording this on Saturday, June 27th, uh, so this will probably have a different tone from when I'm actually recording later on, but um, lately I've noticed I've been using the word terrorist a lot, um, or just saying that I don't negotiate with terrorists, um, and if you look at the legal definition, it's a person who uses unlawful violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims, or unlawfully using violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. First one was a noun. Second one was an adjective, if you couldn't tell. Um, and as much as it's probably not correct to throw the word around, I feel like police and the use of excessive force are terrorists, um, especially because the police are a form of military or a form of government, and they have an elevated status compared to anyone else who would be deemed a civilian. Um, and it's weird because in many oaths that not only the police, the FBI, the CIA, but also the military themselves, meaning Army, Navy, uh, Air Force, Marines, they say they are to protect us from all terrorists, foreign and domestic. Uh, but it seems as though everyone is so prioritized on foreign terrorists that we don't stop and look at the ones that we're dealing with domestically. Um, which then brings me to my next point of what the fuck is going on here. Uh, if we're taking the same viewpoint as terrorism, uh, I feel that, can anyone tell me why we have soldier station in the Middle East? I'll tell you why. And it's not going to be like, oh, oil, oh, we're helping their democracy. No, the U.S. does this a lot. And then they want to wipe their hands of it clean later on. Uh, but we go into foreign countries, eliminate or assassinate foreign political figures under the guise of they threaten democracy. And then we establish a leader that the United States can hopefully use to gain a political edge with over other countries. Um, which, if you look at that, it's territorial expansion. Uh, and it's straight up conquering. We're trying to conquer other nations, but in a more subtle sense, so we don't actually engage in war. Uh, after 9-11, we didn't choose to go to war, because if it was war, we'd be, uh, no one uses the word war, as I've said previously, um, because then special steps have to be in place. So we never said we went to war. We said we were looking to find oil, because there was a quote-unquote oil shortage. Or fuel shortage. 
who knows if that was actually true. Um, and we've been in Iraq since late 2001, early 2002. Uh, and my question, or rather the point that I'm trying to make is, aside from Osama bin Laden, which he has been taken care of, uh, what reason do we still have to be over there? You know, it's not as prevalent now, but, you know, soldiers are still over there fighting, losing their lives. For what cause? Oh, you know, we freed a bunch of people, and if we pull out, uh, then Al-Qaeda or whoever will then go and reclaim that territory. All right? Uh, so, because that doesn't apply to America's goals, people, we're still at quote-unquote war. I just want to make this clear. Not once has anyone's freedoms been threatened. America likes to say the war on terror. We're fighting for your freedoms. What freedoms? No one has outright gone and said, we want to take over America. We want to conquer America. It's a very common movie plot, which I believe is political propaganda, so that we always think that someone's trying to oppress us. That way, nobody notices that the government is trying to oppress their own people. You know, you hear for radical change, and I say radical because it's not really radical. This is just something that people want, but because it threatens the, the perceived or the already connotated way of life that we live, it's seen as radical. We want radical changes to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution because it no longer pertains to modern-day America. If you look up, there's laws that have been in place since slavery that are still in place today. The Three-Fourths Compromise being one of them. You know, but, like, but if you say, oh, let's remove this, uh, Confederate statues are being removed or petitioned to be removed. And people have a problem with that. It's like, oh, it's our history. Yeah, history is dictated by the winners. The North won. There's no reason for a Confederate flag or Confederate statue to be around. Plus, even if it is taken down and taken out of production, think how much more money you'll make when you sell that to some other racist asshole because it's a limited edition collector's item. That, that's just the greed of me saying. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying, if you want to be a greedy bastard, think of it that way. <clears throat> but also, look at Germany. They realized, hey, we fucked up with the Nazi thing. It's literally not so much a law, but it's known. Like, we don't want people getting the same ideas 
So we basically erase, like you can find some stuff on Nazi Germany for an educational thing as to why they fucked up and why Nazis were wrong. But it's not like, hey, we have not, like they literally demolished everything that stood or is a reminder of the horrible thing that they did when they were Nazi Germany. So why is it so hard for Americans to let go of the Confederacy? I think No, I don't think. Because if I say I think, then I'm wording it wrong. I know, or I believe, that racism and racial oppression is so ingrained into society that at this point we don't even notice it. And the minute someone tries to change it, it's like, wait, it's been this way for the longest time. Yeah, so have certain words uh, that are now not okay to say. You know, I'm not going to say them because I don't want to offend someone and have it be part of my cancel culture. But, you know, back in the day, growing up, it was okay to say someone was an F word or an R word. And, you know, you got away with it. And I'll admit, like, when people started saying, like, hey, that's not cool, that's not cool. I I was kind of against it, you know? It's just like, well, fuck you. This is how I grew up. They're words. They're English words. And I'm a Sam. But then as I grew and I became more cultured, and really I just wasn't using the word. Like, it's not only that I learn from it, but also, like, in my day-to-day life, I wasn't actually saying them as much. I don't know. I just didn't feel the need to say them. Especially when I can call people fucktards or fuckwads. Fuck became my favorite word. And I can say fuck all day. <laughs> um, do I, those words occasionally slip out when I'm talking to my friends? Yeah. You know, you can't always correct the behavior, but, you know, because we are taught and we are molded to be a certain way. And we are molded and we are molded to just realize, hey, racism is a thing. And, you know, it's fucked up. There shouldn't be affirmative action. I shouldn't have to walk into a job interview just as or more qualified than the other people who are applying get the job and then wonder, well, did I get the job because I'm actually qualified or because of affirmative action? But at the same time, I shouldn't have to walk into an interview just as qualified or not qualified, not get the job and be like, well, did I get it because someone was more qualified or because the person's fucking racist? You know, And the same thing with schools. Yeah, they apply or they allow a lot of 
kids in because of affirmative action because there's probably something in the Constitution that hasn't been rewritten that denies entry to students of minorities. <coughs> and it's, it's sad. It's aggravating. <coughs> and it's weird that America is so focused. It's like being a kid. We're so focused on what everyone else is doing that we're not taking time to take care of the domestic terrorists in our own country. We need to change politically and we need to change socially. There should not be more preference on people's things and material items than there are on how we treat fellow human beings. It's fucked up and it's shitty. It is very shitty. And I feel like I've talked around in a circle, but I know someone out there listening is going to kind of figure out what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm always free to debate things. People are always welcome to text me or hit me up on Twitter at Golden Don Q. Um, and tell me their opposing viewpoints and I'll tell you why you're wrong. But if you can sit here and defend the Confederacy and systemic racism, I'm sorry, you're, in my eyes, you're not only racist, but you're a terrorist. Like, there's no reason in 2020 that America has a Nazi party. And no reason that the KKK is allowed to do what they do today, whether it be meetings or rallies. Or I know a couple years ago, where I stay, there was someone in the town nearby putting KKK flyers on cars. It's just like, how can you live in such a bigoted society? And not feel a need for change. Whether you're hearing about it or not. Racism is. Part of who we are in Americans. And it's. Weird. Because at some point. It affects your mental health. Because. When you're an African American. Man or woman. You're kind of raised to be. A yes man. And. To some degree, I'm not condoning the use of this word, but sometimes growing up, and more so now I realize you're conditioned to be a house slave or a house Negro, where it's, I got to work twice as hard to get just as far. Do you know how many times I wish I could have told one of my bosses at any of my multiple jobs who called me in? No. Like, uh, like I have plans. No, I'm not coming in. Instead, just so I can be seen as the good employee so that later on I can tell them no instead of just telling them no right off the bat, it was, 
Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh, if you need me, you know, call me. I'll come in on my day. Like, no. And to, like, have to always keep my cool and just suck it up when so many times I just wanted to not be the angry black man, but express myself and express the negative emotions I was feeling in a justified manner, but not wanting to be seen as aggressive. It's, it's really fucking shitty. So America, people do your jobs and call out the domestic terrorists that we have in our nation, whether it be police brutality Clan meetings, Confederacy, Nazism. It's 2020. This shit is not fucking okay. But when you turn a blind eye to it, you're condoning their actions. No, We can't just let family members and friends who have controversial opinions. Like, it's okay. I respect everyone with, a con- with an opinion that's controversial to my own. But at the same time, you have to educate them so at least they're aware of the good and the bad of their opinions. I like to listen to both sides of a story and form an opinion from there. Not just one-sided, because I don't want to skew a certain way. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm tired of being treated differently. I'm tired of worrying if I'm going to die if I, when I get pulled over. I'm tired of worrying if I'm going to die when I leave my house. Because maybe the wrong white person woke up on the wrong side of the bed today and they decided they want to shoot my black ass or beat my black ass. So America can do better. I believe as people, everyone can do better. And now... After my little tirade of my emotions and what I was feeling, back to our normally scheduled podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I fucked up, so I have to re-record my intro. God damn. God damn, god damn. But, uh, yeah, today is July 1st. No, July 2nd. Today's July 2nd. I'm an idiot. Today's the 2nd. Uh, podcast will be out July 3rd. And I just want to say... No, wait. Today is July 1st. Damn, I am out of it. These days are all blending together, and we're not even fully in quarantine anymore. I am recording this July 1st. Uh, you're going to be listening to this July 2nd. And then Saturday will be 4th of July. So, you know, happy 4th of July. If you celebrate, choose to partake. If throw out some fireworks, you know, all that good, good shit. Um, Yeah, so in the beginning of the podcast, I know I keep saying I'm not going to talk about what's going on because this shit's too depressing. But, you know, whenever I get something on my mind and I can't take it off, and this morning I woke up, with that on my mind, or that morning, I had woken up with that on my mind, so you know what, I record it, it's out there, um, so, thank you for listening to the 20 minutes, 
Um, and, you know, I'm kind of just flying by the speed of my pants because I'm a fucked up person. The world's a fucked up place. So as long as we keep going hand in hand, I'm going to talk about it. But I said I go by the seat of my pants. But today I don't. I have an outline because there's certain things I want to hit and I want to make sure I hit because what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but first, I want to give out some recommendations. One is the uh, George Lopez special on Netflix. Uh, it is very good. Very, very good. It was really cool to me. Um, having gone seen him last summer and then watching the special, realizing that the jokes he told when I went to go see it with my two best friends uh, were the jokes on the special. So to me, that was just really cool, uh, especially being that George Lopez was the first comedian that my parents ever introduced me to, and then actually probably the only one. Him and Chris Tucker, kind of Cat Williams. We don't talk about Cat Williams. But then, like, finding other comedians, Carlos Mencia, um, those were, like, the ones my parents kind of introduced me to and my brother a little bit, too. And then me, like, branching out on my own. Uh, they also introduced me to Chris Tucker. Anyway, yeah. So... I don't know, George Lopez being the first comedian I ever got to see a tape for and listen to his stuff and then actually going to see him in person and then seeing his Netflix special. I don't know, it just kind of bought it full circle for me. Um, also, ne- uh, Twitter, not Twitter, Twitter, Spotify. Uh, there's an artist, Ty Verdes, T-A-I space V-E-R-D-E-S. Um, he just put out a song called Stuck in the Middle. He didn't just put it out, but it just hit, like, a crazy amount of streams. And I've been vibing to it for the past couple weeks. So I figured I'd put y'all on to new music. Because, I mean, half of y'all listen to country, and some of y'all need some new shit to bop because your favorite artist is putting out trash. All right? So let's start with that. Um, which, yes, I will say, there's certain artists that were popping. They were on back in the day. But now it's just, they fell off. And one of those artists, and I'll say it, I'm a fan of him, or I was, and then recently most of his shit has been straight basura. Like, he just put out a project, and I haven't listened to a single track on it, because none of his shit has slapped in a while. And that is Drake. (sighs) Y'all, Drake Drake done fell off. He needs to go focus being on a parent, and then, like, come back to music, because his shit is... Not as good as it once was. Like, it, it is... Like, usually it's the other way around. It was like, okay, you put out some ass shit, and then it gets better with time. Drake put out some straight fire, and he is no longer that consistent rapper. Um, I feel like he's been splitting himself in too many different directions, and he's kind of fallen off. And I like Drake. Uh, some of my friends, or people that I know are straight up Drake stands and like they'll say that you know he can't flop but uh, lately his projects I think views when he put out views is when he started flopping it it, it just like he'll come out like I'll say like one in every five songs maybe has been good from him but uh, he, he he's getting some hard skips on like I have a lot of Drake on my playlist and even his old shit at this point like he's put out so many duds in my opinion that he is straight getting skipped <laughs> when he comes on point blank period unless I'm really vibing with that song like he, he just 
All right. So the first thing I want to rant about is the amount of accountability that is not going around. So to start, I just want to say I love, I love, 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 and I'm being very sarcastic with the word love, how one day last week, someone last Wednesday, actually, uh, someone at Mixer uh, came out about how they faced uh, racial indiscriminate in their uh, in the workplace. And then the following day, without telling anyone, like most of Mixer employees finding out via tweet that Mixer was going to be shut down and Microsoft was going to partner with Facebook Gaming. One, why is Facebook Gaming turning into a thing? Facebook is literally, in my opinion, the app that your parents use, the app that you use so you have like a public persona for like people who want to look you up, and then food recipes. <clears throat> Maybe the occasional sketch. It's it's not why? Why? So literally one the racial remarks that were made by the man's higher up, I don't I read his story. I'm not gonna go back and find it. Um but I just think it's funny that the night the day after he comes forward about this, uh you know, Mixer is shut down, so it's not like there's even gonna be an investigation or anything about this, uh, which it, it's it's crazy to me. It's it's crazy, and then Microsoft, with again, a bad business practice. Like I talked about in my last podcast about other gaming companies, you have a big time corporation, who's honestly, the best thing they ever did was make Windows. Xbox, y'all ain't had no games for a while, so, like, eh, the Xbox is a hit-or-miss thing, but, yeah, Microsoft puts out products that they don't support just because they want to keep up with trends. They put out Mixer to compete with Twitch, and now it's fucking bombed, and a lot of, like, streamers and stuff are now, luckily... They still get their bag. They still get their money. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, we have this platform. Some of them may have burned bridges with Twitch, which is the platform that a lot of them have come from. And now it's just kind of, eh. Like, they got fucked. They sh- they sh- there's no other way around it. They-, they got fucked. I mean, maybe their contracts will roll over to Facebook gaming. But who wants to game on Facebook? Like, it- it's-, it's so bad. Like, Facebook is... Facebook is doing too much, but now Microsoft is enabling them to do too much, and I see this being a very terrible business plan. Which, speaking of Twitch, um, which a lot of y'all probably don't even follow Twitch. Twitch is another streaming site for games and other things that you want to do. Um, Dr. Disrespect got banned, and I don't personally follow him. I don't personally watch his content. Um... But it bothers me 
that we are now he got banned Tuesday of this week and nobody knows what he was banned for he doesn't even know what he was banned for people are like speculating and it's really terrible um with to not know why he's getting banned um rumor is it's it may be a permaband or a permanent ban. Wow, I'm acting like you guys are third graders and can figure that out. But it really just sucks because other people who don't know why he was banned, it it's confusing, especially if you're a streamer on the platform because it's like, okay, what did he do? So I know to avoid it, you have no way to know. Um, he just signed a contract, so no one knows what's up with his money deal, which is like, okay. And especially now with so many uh, women uh, coming forward and speaking out about abuse that they've had in sports and in streaming, you know, the fact that he got banned after... The week prior, another Twitch streamer literally just got, I don't I don't know if he got banned, but he just got outed for, uh, as my dog wants to get up and walk around, uh, sexual misconduct. So it, it's really, really sketchy time to like be streaming on Twitch and to not know what's going on. Like, no information is bad information. And, well, I mean... I mean, no information is bad information in two different ways, but I mean in the sense of not getting information is literally bad information. Like, it's... People can't do... You guys know what I'm trying to say. Is I, I'm trying to articulate myself, but, like... You can't avoid a problem if you don't know what the problem is. And the fact that nobody knows what's going on is... It has the Twitch community a little on edge, I've noticed. Um, but, you know, at least Twitch is taking accountability. As I get a swig of water. Unlike, and I'm a bash on this website, even though I use it. And, you know, I'm not going to avoid using it. But mother fucking YouTube. God damn it, YouTube. So, for those of you unaware, Shane Dawson. There was a video that has resurfaced that has been brought to my attention because I follow Jaden Smith. Because, one, he makes some banging music, and two, sometimes he's just weird, and I, and I love it. I love it. I want to go to a Jaden Smith concert. But anyway... Uh, there is a video of Shane Dawson pretending to masturbate to a picture of Willow right after her song Whip Your Hair just came out when she was 11 years old. So then that's just mind blowing to me. And this goes to show you how much YouTube does not care. And YouTube is basically run by a bunch of bots, and Google needs to get their fucking shit together. Because 
Shane Dawson has a history of being problematic. As do uh, the Paul brothers. As do PewDiePie. As does um, that whole creepy doll thing that was going around last summer or last year on YouTube. Like, early last year. Late, like, late 2018, early 2019. YouTube, as a platform, has no accountability for the people that use it. And it is terrible. On the one hand, cool. They don't censor the... Like, YouTube censors in the sense of, hey, you can't use your channel if we can't put ads on it. If you're a content creator for YouTube. And some people just don't put ads, which is fine. But that is the only way that YouTube will ever take action against someone is if they put up a video that's not ad-friendly and then they'll flag it to take it down. Or if you use copyrighted music or, you know, a list of other things that don't actually, like, help anyone. YouTube is a shitty platform. Do I like it? Yes. Do I have a lot of my favorite creators like that I watch? Yeah. It, you can find your niche in YouTube. It's very easy to find that. that. But the algorithm is terrible. It. And if you don't believe me, go on YouTube and type in Adpocalypse. Because you will find probably a list of videos of different YouTubers who have to change the way they market or target or like who like the market of who their videos are geared towards like there was one point where a lot of YouTubers were like all right like I have to stop cursing and then it was just like ah fuck it I can curse again and like YouTube is a platform that is slowly dying due to the fact that videos get flagged and then or copyrighted and then it's just a giant fight with YouTube or the person who copyrighted it in order for you to get the video back up and Twitch. The fact that a lot of YouTubers have moved over to Twitch is astounding just because it's a better platform with clear guidelines and unlike YouTube if you fuck up on Twitch, they actually kind of hold you accountable. Like, there's a couple of people on Twitch that probably should have been canceled for different reasons. But that's not what this is about. This is about the fact that YouTube does nothing. And you might say, like, oh, it's on, like, the, accountabil the accountability of the parents. Most parents don't care what their kids watch on YouTube. So they're following these problematic people, like kids are watching problematic people thinking like, oh, this is fine when it's not like, because a lot of parents don't realize like, or do research on who their kid is watching or the viewpoint. Like I did, I knew Shane Dawson was problematic, but I never actually like 
explored the things he said until the other night, this man, like, not, I wouldn't say condones, but he defends pedophilia. And it's just like, what? There is no, like, reason, rhyme or reason for anyone to condone that. The Paul brothers. Uh, not so much Jake, but the other one. Jake is problematic, but at least, like, you're kind of seeing him grow a little bit from being problematic. He's just an idiot. But the older Paul brother... He's, he's worse, actually. Yeah, he's worse, but Jake is also an idiot. Like, you don't go to Japan, go to a place called the Suicide Forest, film it, and then put it up on YouTube, and then say, I didn't know any better. Like, are you, are you fucking stupid? You know what your demographic is. Like, you're, you're just a terrible person. You, 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 oh my god. And then PewDiePie is just all over the place with his shit. Like, he's not as bad as the Paul brothers and Shane Dawson. But then again, I also haven't actually taken the time to do research on everything that he's done that's problematic. But, like, Jesus. YouTube needs more accountability. Like, it, it's terrible that, like, smaller YouTubers are getting punished for minor things yet these big youtubers get not even slaps on the wrist because nothing happens to them unless their audience decides to cancel them and it's as much as i hate cancel culture like youtube youtube needs to be fucking purged like if cancel culture can target youtube for like a month i just want a month where cancel culture strictly targets YouTubers. Not. Man. Because I don't really feel like they should be targeted like that. Because nobody deserves to have their money fucked up. Like I'm not trying to steal anyone. Like say we should take away from anyone's bag. But just be more. Like. Vigilant. Of what you're watching and who you're watching on YouTube. Because like. There needs to be more accountability. Like, there needs to be less bots managing YouTube and more actual people. Especially, especially with these big YouTubers. Because they'll say some shit and it'll fly under the radar for months until someone actually is like, oh, wait, shit. Like, I can't believe you said that. Next thing that I want to talk about that I probably should have mentioned when I was giving out recommendations on Netflix but motherfucking Cobra Kai is coming to Netflix <clears throat> there's no idea when uh, but it should be sometime this year probably October November ish if I had to guess because season 3 has already finished filming uh, the reason it's going to Netflix instead of staying on YouTube is because YouTube wanted to end it with season 3 but the cast and everyone and the writers wanted to do more so it got pitched to netflix there's no guarantee of more seasons but it is now more on the table than it was before 
Um, for those of you that don't know, Cobra Kai is a continuation of the Karate Kid series, not the Jaden Smith one. Uh, definitely not that one. But the original with uh, Ralph Macchio and Billy Zatka uh, from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, with Danny LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence, and I love the show. I put a couple of my friends onto the show. Uh, I was Cobra Kai uh, for Halloween, and it is an amazing show. If you want to spend five bucks for YouTube Red, if you're a college student, do it. Watch the first two seasons. It's great. Um, if you don't, the first two episodes of season one are free on YouTube. Uh, and also, I mean, you could probably just binge seasons one through three when it eventually goes to Netflix, if they actually get the rights for one and two, because as far as I know, it's only season three, but who knows, because I am not in the room making the deals, but definitely, definitely, definitely would recommend, uh, Cobra Kai. Next. I think it is bull motherfucking shit that our economy is so bad that we couldn't stay in quarantine for another two months. Honestly, summer should have been canceled. Uh, Do I like being able to see my friends a little bit more? I do. Um, however, a lot of y'all are fucking morons and not wearing masks or going to the beach. Like, everyone is going to the mother effing beach. Some of y'all are going out to lakes on boats. That's fine. You're with a group, but you're going to the beach. Y'all are going to sit down. And it's, like, the weirdest states that are just, like, fully open. Like, I'm supposed to go visit my dad. And, like, he's, like, oh, yeah, like, let me know, like, what you want to do. And we'll, we'll get, like, a bunch of shit to do. And I was, like, okay, cool. And then I actually sat and thought about it. I was, like, wait, your state is, like, kind of open. No. No. It's, like, a hard no. Like, I want to do things because I've never been to where my dad moved. But at the same time, it's just like, mm, my health, <laughs> my job, like I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck up, you know. Um, so I think it's shitty that our economy tanked, because if you think about it this way, you can't send people to work. Like people aren't gonna work if without a reward. Which is why a lot of things are opening. To give people the motivation to get through the week and to go to work. Instead of sitting home on unemployment. So more things are opening up. Probably faster than they should be. And everyone's going to get sick. Again. And then we're actually going to be shut down. I don't like... Science is already showing that there's going to be a second wave of COVID. Arizona, Texas, and Florida have already shut down because they're experiencing a second wave of COVID with increased numbers. Why, if, why is everyone fighting science? 
and I see the argument where, hey, you know, without exposure, our bodies can't build immunity. Cool. But there should have been more time so uh, scientists could make a vaccine. And true, some people do not display symptoms of COVID and are only carriers. Uh, but, you know, is it risk? A... And people don't believe me when I used to say this when I was younger. But it's a population control thing. Part of it is like, I don't think that our economy is actually that weak that we couldn't avoid people working because there was still enough people working that the economy was moving, just not a lot of people were spending, uh, which, duh. But, you know, population control. Oh, we expose more people to a disease, more people die, there's more space to do more things. It, it's a fucked up way of like thinking of this, but, you know... Something's, something with COVID isn't adding up. And it's really, like, odd to me of the people who are not trying to go the extra measure to be safe. Like, it, it's just weird. Like, I bet you the same people saying, like, Oh, don't wear a mask are the same people that don't fucking wear condoms and are gonna anti and are anti vaxxers. Like y'all are just a fucking mess over there, so just, you know, stay over there. I'm a I'ma keep being safe and treating my body like the deplorable temple that it is. Like, yeah. That's just me. Uh that's just me. But something's not adding up. And also, can we can we like work? Instead of, like, increasing budgets for shit, how about we put that money towards, you know, eliminating our debt to other countries? Because, you know, that'd be... That would be, like, my first move as president. Like, I, I, I hate, you know, America thinking we're this big dick country. Like, yeah, you fuck with us, we'll nuke... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to nuke people when you owe them money. Like, I wouldn't take any threats from America seriously. You know? It's kind of hard. Like, yeah, you owe us money, bitch. Like, literally. What if some country was just like, hey, we'll eliminate your debt if you bomb this country? Like, okay, yeah, sure. Press the button. Like, I don't know, maybe that, that's me not really understanding things. But at the same time, it's just like, that's where my mind goes. It's just like, damn. Look at little dick America trying to boss up when they owe everybody fucking money. Ah, we'll break your fucking kneecaps, bitch. <laughs> that's 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 just me. That is just me. Uh, so that's it's it it. This is a weird time with a lot of things going on. Twenty twenty is straight trash. Like I was having this conversation earlier today while I was hiking with one of my friends. It's like, damn. It's July, but it's hard to believe, like, damn, it's only July. Like, you spent two months in quarantine. Like, I'll admit it, I was going a little fucking crazy. But, you know, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Because I know y'all would rather be sorry than safe. And it's 
fucking annoying. Like, the amount of people I've gotten to arguments with about wearing a mask since this shit, since places started opening up, like, I'll, I'm just straight ready to, to just quit. Not quit my job, but, like, or life, but just, like, Like, honestly, I would just fill up my store with as many people and force it to close. Or, you know, I'm just waiting. I am waiting because shit's going to get worse before it gets any better. And it's... Y'all ain't helping. And it's like, okay. And the people who don't wear masks is like, yo, you take care of your body. I'll take care of mine. I'm going to start coughing in y'all faces if you don't wear a fucking mask, alright? Because it's, even if you don't care about other people's health, like, it protects you, you dumb fuck. And if you don't want to wear a mask, fine, natural selection. I will gladly, gladly pull down my mask and cough on you. So you can leave the store. Is that assault? That might be assault. Is that assault? I don't think... That that, that might be assault. Not really. No, because people sneeze on each other all the time. That does cause fights, though. Either way, natural selection, wear a fucking mask. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. I'm gonna get a swig of water, and we're gonna move on to the next... Topic, which sorry, oof, oof, I can't believe I did that. All right, next topic. So, um, as I mentioned last podcast, uh, I was going to start reading the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Uh, I did. I have not finished it yet, but I started. Uh, I got a bunch of other books in that interest me more. <laughs> manga i love manga but uh yeah so i got those in so i started reading it but i did read the preface um i am a couple uh pages in um and what i'm doing which i don't normally do when i read books is i am highlighting things that i find interesting uh maybe if i find something particularly interesting i will share it with the podcast um but i probably will um, actually, right now, I will share. Damn it, just lost my place. Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, something that I found interesting, which was only in the preface. Uh, let me see where did I highlight. Oh, here's something. Uh, I'll read a couple things that I found interesting. So the first one I found interesting was, if you are trying to destroy an enemy who has hurt you, Far better to keep him off guard by feigning friendliness than showing your anger. That was interesting to me because it is true. Um, If you're ever trying to uh, plot revenge or, you know, get close to someone that you particularly don't like, um, it is far better and easier to usurp them as a friend than it is as an enemy because as an enemy your intentions are known as a friend it's easier to mask your intentions uh that coming from the uh 
slightly psychopathic side of me. Uh, another thing that I found uh, interesting is a passage that says, You cannot repress anger or love or avoid feeling them, and you should not try. But you should be careful about how you express them, and most important, they should never influence your plans and strategies in any way. Related to mastering your emotions is the ability to distance yourself from the present moment and think objectively about the past and future. Um, that was also very interesting to me because, you know, a lot of the times, or not a lot of the times, but like usually when you hear someone is like bottling their emotions, it's either how they feel for someone because of various different circumstances or whether it's positive or whether it's negative. Like, if you hate someone or if you're mad at someone, uh, you're usually quick to either repress until everything boils up or you just lash out like a volcano. Um, and it's crazy because whenever you're planning something, uh, whether it be in anger or happiness even, or through love, sometimes you get clouded eyes. Or you have blinders on, so you're not seeing the bigger picture. So sometimes, if I'm thinking about something, and I'm planning it out, I like to personally, like the book said, like just take a step back and think like, okay, I've been in this situation before. How do I, like, what's the best way to move forward? And just kind of seeing it objectively which is why I like if I have um feelings for someone and I think a lot of people do this without realizing it um you talk to your friends about it a lot like oh like this is what's going on with this person you know do you have any advice because like when you tell your friends they don't like that person not like they hate them or anything but they just don't see the person in the same way that you see them. So it's easier for them to be more objective and like, okay, well, like, you know, these are si these are positive signs or these are negative signs. Maybe you should do this or this. Um, so, like, those are just a couple things in the preface um, of the book that I found interesting. Um, I, just a couple things I figured I would share. Um, I'm not going to share everything from the book but you know if I feel that something I've read warrants it I, I I may drop a gem or two you know life is like a butterfly so you know gotta gotta share um the wealth because you know knowledge is power but you know don't want y'all to become too powerful because then you might not listen because <laughs> I'm gonna rule the world one day y'all don't believe me but just watch I'm gonna I'm gonna take over First step is the podcast with my sultry voice. Or is it? Maybe I already started. Welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. As I drop my bottle cap. Um, but speaking of emotions, that leads me to my next and final topic for the day. Night, because it's like 10 o'clock when I'm recording this. Exes. Um, 
it exes are a weird topic for me. I've never had like a <clears throat> uh fully negative or fully positive thing to say. Um you know, I'm cool with one of my exes. The rest are pretty much misses. Uh and that's just like not like just college, like high school too, like some of them were just straight straight misses. But you know, it it's it's all love, you know, I wish them the best, I wish them success. Um It's weird though. because uh, sometimes everyone's due for a backslide with an ex romantically. It it happens. Like, it happens a lot. Because, you know, there's always going to be those emotions. There's always going to be those feelings. Because you guys did care for each other for an amount of time. Uh, Me, personally, I've watched way, way, way too many, like, rom-com movies, kind of. Uh, My life, I like to say when I'm talking to my friends, is based off the movie Good Luck Chuck. Um, which if you haven't seen it, definitely recommend seeing it. The entire premise of the movie is a guy who every girl he sleeps with, the next person they meet is the one they marry. So, you know, that's that's my life. Um, but, uh, wow. Um, there was a movie a lot of you may or may not have seen it, called uh, John Tucker Must Die. I watched it a lot as a kid, and I've watched a couple other, like, movies similar to that. And the one thing that always got me was just, like, how are these girls, these women, always arguing with this guy over the same thing or similar things, but they're always taking them back? I feel like that is the worst trope in not only television, but movies as well. Like, it it's redundant to the plot because it's like they keep going back to the same guy that hurt them just for them to eventually leave the guy to be with the hero of the movie. Or, like, the guy happens to be the hero that the girl's on and off with to eventually, like, you know... He sees the error of his ways and treats her bad. Like, I don't know. That that shit just, was just straight corny to me. Like, that's some cornball shit. And I feel like those movies put me in the mindset, which I don't know if this is entirely good or entirely bad, but it just put me in the mindset of, like, never getting back with an ex. Um, do I have, a, like, a couple girls that I've dated that might be exceptions to that? Yeah, but I feel like from, like, when we dated to, like, now, I'm in, like, we're all in such different places that it wouldn't even matter because we're not, like, the same people, so, like, there's no use in even trying. Like, but I really don't get, and, like, even, like, my female friends will be in relationships with these, like, some some of them are in relationships with like shitty guys or they're not happy or 
you know, various things. And I'm just like, how, how, like, why? Like, why, like, why do that to yourself? Or, like, girls that I know that'll, like, talk to their, like, like I said before, everyone's due for a backslide. Sleep with your ex all you want. But if you're genuinely thinking about taking them back, that is, that is a hard conversation you need to have with yourself. And definitely have it with your friends, too. Because you, like I said before, you're looking at something very objectively, or very subjectively, and your friends will tell you very objectively what they think about that person. So, I don't know, sometimes, and I'm not saying, like, it's always bad, like, some people get back with their exes, and it's the best thing they've ever had. But, like, I've seen people who legitimately fight all the time. Or, like, would argue and then break up, spend time apart, get back together. Break up, get back together. Like, like it was so bad you could set your watch to it. There's some people, like, they'll break up with their exes. And they'll, like, talk to me about their relationships, too. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, we broke up. I'll look at them. I've done this to a couple of my friends and I've straight up been like, all right, so let me know when you guys get back together. Like it's, it's, I don't know. To me, it's cornball shit, but like, I don't knock it. Like, you know, I'm not in your relationship, you know, I'm only no, I only know what you tell me or what I see. Me, personally? Uh, no. Like, for me, the breakup is the breakup that's that's final. Like, it, like there, there's no... There's nothing after the breakup. Can we hook up? Yeah. Uh, like, I'm down. Like, will there still be feelings, like, for you? Yeah. Uh but probably against my better judgment or for my own safety or, like, whatever thoughts are going on, not getting back together with an ex. Are there exceptions that I have as of right now? Yeah, there's maybe, like, one or two exceptions. But realistically, uh, because this has happened to me before, where, like, I start thinking, like, damn, like, maybe I'll get back together with them. Maybe I'll... And then just, like, I think back to when I was a kid and I told myself, never get back with an ex, never get back with an ex, never get back with an ex. And then, so, like, I just, you know, like, the minute I start seeing it, we're like, hey, we might get, it's like, nope, I swear out of there. Like, not even, like, fully on purpose, too, but it's just, like, I'll start distancing myself, like, subconsciously, because it's always just, like, no, that this is not happening. Um, but you know, there's no like disrespect, no shade. Things didn't work out. Uh, but you know, exes will always have like a special place in your heart. Um, they teach you things, they help you grow. Um, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing.
It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, also, and damn, I probably should have recommended this before. Uh, lately, I've been super motivated to do the podcast. Uh, today, I meant to do it like Monday, but then like shit happened. And then I meant to do it yesterday, but because shit happened Monday, I ended up sleeping all day Tuesday. Oh, God, I love these three days off. But today was kind of more like, I knew I had to do it, because I wasn't waking up early to do it tomorrow. But I was feeling a little eh. And you know what got me hyped? And y'all need to try this. You get a different level of hype when you listen to an anime opening. It doesn't even have to be the Japanese version. If you can find the English version, or if you need help finding an English version, I will send you a couple that I have on my playlist. Because, one, the song Slap. Two, there's just a different kind of, like, you can work out to anime music, you can cry to anime music, you can get motivated to anime music. It is the most diverse music ever and you know it's my shit i rocks with it i rocks with it a little bit but yeah uh anime music (laughs) anime and exes (laughs) oh those two go together so well and you're probably curious as to why i decided to bring up exes but like it was i saw one of my exes post something on snapchat and i ain't even gonna front I can't lie, like, no cap, she was looking good that day, and, you know, part of me was thinking, like, "Mm, let me, let me slide in the DM, but it was just like, nah, like, "Mm, nope, nope, but sometimes, like, you may want to compliment an ex, but it's not always, thank you, Brian, for doing that, uh, it's not always in the best interest, so, you know, sometimes you just gotta play the role of the ex, maybe, like, Sometimes the relationship afterwards is good enough that you can occasionally throw out a compliment. But, like, I don't know. I just sat back and took that out. But, you know, I am, I'm i not going to front. When my exes look good, they look good. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, this will do it for today's episode of the Everyday Eddie podcast. Thank you again for listening. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating and a review. Uh, If you're listening on Anchor, please leave a rating and a review. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. If you're listening on Pocket Cast, if you're listening on Spotify, or, you know, just hit me up. We're all family here on Twitter at Golden Dawn Q. That's G O L D E N D O N Q. Golden Don Q. Um, you know, hashtag Everyday Eddie or hashtag EE. Let me know what you think. Um, feedback's always appreciated. Uh, love is always appreciated. Critiques always appreciated you know where i'm here to learn i was put on this earth to learn and grow and to become a better person 
I said that and I just wanted to laugh. Uh, nah, I was put on this earth to fuck bitches, get money. Yeah, you heard me. I'm in my, I'm in my bag. 2020 is a shit year, but you know what? It's the setup. It's the setup for 2021. Because I'm going to get in my bag, and then I'm going to get in yours too. Player, player. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I was listening to this song. Well, it came up on the TV show I was watching, and now it's stuck in my head. But darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. 